Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Joining us to analyze the latest market actions is Ryan Huang and a special guest, Sean Cheong. Good morning, guys. How are you doing today? Morning, Dan. Doing great. How about you? Not too bad. How about yourself, Sean? I'm doing very great too. It's a very, very cold morning. And now, first on the list of today's agenda is none other than Apple. Now, the iPhone kicked off its 2023 Worldwide Developers Conference keynote last night, unveiling new products from the likes of large screen MacBook Air, Mac Studio with faster chip, a FaceTime for Apple TV, and of course, the long-awaited mixed-reality headset, the Vision Pro. Now, vaulting Apple's entry into the first major new category since it began selling smartwatches back in 2015. You know, we actually sent its share prices rising to a record high of 2.2%, but the rally proved to be short-lived after the stocks after the stock reversed its gains and slipped 0.8% to close off the trading session at $179.58. And perhaps on news that the headset, which is set to come early next year, carries a staggering $3,499 price tag. Ryan and Sean, are you going to buy this headset? Uh, looking at the design, I don't think so. It's this big battery on your waist and then you've got to plug it in. <laughs> and you look at it, it's, it's, it doesn't sound very comfortable right now looking at it. But yeah. I have to say though, it is pretty impressive. Yeah, uh, Sean and I were yeah. talking about this earlier on in the morning. So yeah. it has its perks, but I was a bit disappointed actually. Um, because when I look back at Apple, they changed the game when it came to the smartphone with the iPhone. And with the MP3 player as well, with the iPod. Yeah. So in this case, I was expecting more for me to be blown away, not with a battery pack around my waist and a wire going to my you know, headgear. And then, of mm. course, headgear itself is a ski mask of sorts. So it's quite, in its current form, not as sexy as I imagine it could be. <laughs> but, yeah. But it does sound pretty exciting though. It's, you know, we it can does. Act, voice activation, you can use your gestures and so on. So it sounds mm. really convenient in that sense, but it's yeah. inconvenient when you have that weight around your waist. Yeah, but going back to the idea behind it, the idea itself is interesting. So Apple is describing it as a way to change how people interact with the world. So, so they're calling it spatial computing. So one of the features here is called eyesight. Mm. So it's not just you looking at stuff. The goggles will also show your eyes. Right. So people looking at you can tell whether you're looking at them, where your eyes are going. So it's a bit of an interaction with the people around you as well, not just whatever you're seeing in your field of vision. And bear in mind, this is um, AR goggles as well, which is augmented reality, which is an overlay of images on top of your existing field of vision, which is what you're seeing right now in mm. front of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very interesting. And you know what actually, you know what this actually reminds me of? The uh, Dyson, um, you know, the, the breathing <laughs> yes. thing. I'm not sure what to call it, but there's yeah. something I, else I that's also quite expensive. To, yeah. yeah, it's very interesting. Um, what do you, what about you? Would you buy it at that price? $3,500. What about you dollars? Wait, like, 3500 Will you do three it? Three iPhones. To be honest, I'm not that much of a, a tech geek and besides you know I've tried headsets before and it actually gave me I mentioned this before on air it actually gave me quite a bit of motion sickness so right. I think it takes a while right. for me to Here's probably yeah idea for you right so you ride a bike how about if you can wear these goggles and the goggles can tell you which road to take which direction no it's painting the road map for you I think if it's uh, if 
you know, it's this thing about the vision where, like, you know, if it, it doesn't, sh- it moves according to where your eyes, like, yeah. if your yeah. eyes follow, right? So it doesn't give you that much of a, um, like a headache when you when you look at oh, it yeah, on the yeah. screen. Yeah, it can happen. So I think that's my only concern. If I am to buy this headset, I don't really want to feel uncomfortable, you know, or feel nauseous wearing it as well. So not a fan then? Mm, I think <laughs> maybe I might uh, look into it. I may try it. And if I like it, I may actually buy it. Cause, but $3,500, it's the cost of, I suppose, a laptop. No, but well, the laptops no longer cost 3500 Yeah, exactly. I looked at the cost of the, new, the laptops that they've announced. It's yeah. like 7000 up, up to $7,000. It's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, you also have to look out for the accessories. So if the mm. Apple Vision Pro, you have the Apple Vision Pro... Um, towel to wipe it that will probably cost $20 uh, and okay. Apple Vision and Pro casing that will cost <laughs> 100 bucks. the next thing you know $4,000 you spent and but guess what it's probably going to come in many colours as well I'm, not, I'm <laughs> yes. thinking, thinking about it though if you remember the first time the iPhone was released and looking at what it cost then what it, what it costs now yeah. the price is just going to go up so if, mm. if your Vision Inc is coming in like 3005 can, can you imagine the next few generations like what are we going to like, what's the price that we're going to be looking mm. at? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, anyways, and, and yes, it's uh, it's true. The You know, Apple is indeed also, I mean, it's spent about seven years studying the product and thousands of people's heads to ensure that the product would be comfortable <laughs> and it filed yeah, more than an idea for you. How to make it cheaper. Heads. So just flash yeah. ads in front of you so you can have a free version <laughs> if you watch an ad every day. That is uh-huh. an idea. <laughs> That's where streaming is going towards as well, right? Yeah, well, speaking of streaming, you get Disney Plus on this as well, right? Exactly. Yeah, so, well, yeah. Now let's turn over to, you know, uh, our attention over to the competition in this space. I mean, investors would be interested to know about the overlap between Apple's view of the virtual reality market and that of Meta, which currently controls nearly 80% of the market for AR and VR devices. And judging by the price alone, I mean, the Vision Pro will start at $3,499. That's more than three times the cost of the priciest headset in Meta's line of mixed and virtual reality devices. And from my understanding, Meta's top of the line Quest Pro starts at $999.99. So that's quite a mouthful. So, Sean, mm-hmm. how do you think Apple's augmented reality headset stacks up against competition like Meta and Sony? Knowing Apple, right, it's probably just going to be live its own ecosystem. Mm. You know, how it's going to be syncing with your with the Apple keyboards, the Apple mouse, the iPads and so on. So in that sense, it's pretty much... I'm just going to do my own thing and you guys do your own. Mm. I'm going to get a big market share anyway and yeah. you know I'm and people are going to convert to me anyway. So, you know, in that sense I, I think it's just going to blow away the competition in that sense in 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 that respect. Yeah. It's probably not going to be that much of a, a big impact I think in the people are still going to be flocking to Apple anyway. Mm, yeah, it's uh, certainly a very uh, interesting showdown with meta platforms that we should be and we will be watching out for, you know, as I've mentioned earlier, Meta currently owns about 81% of the VR headset market. And Apple actually expects to sell about 900,000 units of the Vision Pro this year. Do you think the price tag might throw some people off? For I sure. Uh, well, yeah. yeah, but then again, that never stopped anyone from buying an iPhone about, oh, yes. and, and, a, and a laptop and it's so expensive. Right? Exactly. So, mm. I think it takes a while. What about you, Ryan? What do you think? It's not at the top of my shopping list right now, right? Mm. Everyone's talking about the cost of living going up. So buying a fancy pair of goggles right now is Mm. not a priority. I suppose it is helpful for Apple to put it out there. They are in the game. Mm. And with everyone coming up with new products, they need to look relevant. So maybe this is a way for them to um, just 
talk it up. And it's worth noting as well, they did not have a big announcement around AI, which is mm. what everyone yeah. else has been talking about. You have to know yeah. the difference AI and AR. Yeah. They're not the same thing. Mm, interesting. Okay, thank you for that. And yes, you know, it's uh, it's probably going to take people a while. I mean, if you think back, the AirPods Pro, mm-hmm. it was something that people made fun of before. Uh, everyone started using it. And then as well as the Apple Watch, a lot of things I think, um, you know, Apple kind of priced quite a, quite an exclusive price tag to it. So I think it takes a while for people to accept it into our daily lifestyle. But I think it's interesting to watch how this develops over the next few years. Meanwhile, Apple also launched its first large screen MacBook Air and new versions of the Mac Studio and Mac Pro in efforts to compete with Windows PCs and reverse sales that's uh, reverse the sales slide that plagued its most recent earnings. In fact, shares of Intel fell overnight as Apple also announced that its upcoming Mac Pro computer will include a new homemade chip representing the completion of the company's effort to bring its own processors to its entire PC lineup. So, Sean, how do you think this would influence the dynamics of competition in the PC industry? But basically, what this means is just Apple is going to keep everything in-house, right? Mm. You're not going to rely on third-party chip makers anymore. If you are a chip maker like Intel, that's going to be a problem for you. If you are Apple, of course, then I think that's going to be upside because, uh, yeah, it's basically... It's it's basically just saying you know look I don't need you guys anymore as much as I did anymore yeah so well if I was in Intel right now I should be very concerned that would, mm. it should be a down for me because I've lost all this 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 big chunk of my of, of my business right of what yeah. I'm really about and I'm not only have I lost it I'm going to be it's a competition now because they're going to make their own product to chase after me. Mm. Yeah, very interesting. Yes, and uh, I agree with that. And in fact, in-house, I suppose in-house comes with a little bit of a price tag, a bit high, a bit of a high price tag. Would would you say? I mean, the MacBook Pro or the Mac Pro containing the new chip will come in at with a hundred and ninety-two gigabyte of memory, and the computer will start at six thousand six thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine dollars. <laughs> Oh man, I don't know where this stops. $7,000. Yes, essentially $7,000 for a PC. I don't know if I'm going to spend that much. That's a lot of money on a computer. Yeah, it is certainly quite a bit. Well, anyways, that's pretty much it for last night and what Apple has revealed. And now let's shift our attention over to the crypto space where we're seeing the cryptocurrency prices dropping overnight after the US Securities and Exchange Commission charged Binance, the largest crypto exchange in the world with violating security laws. And most notably... Bitcoin fell 5.5% to its lowest level since March, dropping below $26,000. Now, Sean, walk us through SEC's allegations against Binance and Changping Chao. Okay, first and foremost, it's like 136 pages to go through. Oh boy. That, that is a lot. But the gist of it, the gist of it is that they are alleging that what's happening here is that, you know, uh, the SEC basically has, is charging Binance of mishandling customer funds, mm. misleading investors and misleading regulators and violating a lot of security laws. Not only have they violated the laws, uh, well, they, uh, they did it very deliberately. Mm. Right, they they knew that it, they they knew that this was against the rules. They consciously chose to evade it. Of course, Binance is not refuting it, but I think there is a lot of evidence that there's something very strange going on. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, for example, I think there's they found that there is they, well, allegedly they 
put money they, he's been transferring money to a, to a European company mm. that, uh, and of course uh, he's been buying a lot of uh, expensive things in that cost in a few millions as well like a yacht so yeah. it's very good it's yeah, yeah, like literally a yacht for 11 million dollars uh, so it's going to be very hard to refute I think but anyway yeah. they're going to cooperate fully and if you remember as well the crypto space has been quite regulated since the beginning of the year. Mm. Uh, Coinbase recently also was re- uh, received some warnings. Uh, it was unclear what it is, it's un- what it was. They just said they're going to cooperate. And we don't have information what exactly was the concerns about Coinbase as well. But the gist is that I think SEC is getting very strict with this space. Yeah, they're certainly you know, clamping down in this space. And Ryan, I want to I want to um, bring you in on this topic here. How do you think this might further complicate and implicate confidence uh, in the cryptocurrency space? There? Yeah, it's a big accusation of co-mingling, which pretty much is mixing up your money that's not supposed to be spent for something else altogether in one big pool. Mm. So it's a very familiar charge for many crypto companies. It is. Where, for example, FTX also mixed up money and then you've got the guys behind it spending it for other reasons they were not supposed to, which were actually money belonging to customers mm. which are meant for investment so you've got that now being leveled against Binance so you can imagine people will probably want some clarity before they involve or partner Binance in a deeper level so they are going to be watching this very closely so it's going to affect them in terms of fundraising partnerships probably investors so a lot of confidence at stake here and Coming from SEC, it is a big accusation. But if you look about this, mm. though, I think this is just a downward pressure on Bitcoin and other, other cryptocurrencies at the moment because it is Binance, right? The largest. Yeah. And so, so naturally, when you get such news, there's going to be such volatility. But mm. I think once there's more clarity on the issue, maybe we're going to see Bitcoin lift off again. And right now, based on the price of Bitcoin, it is about to test the support lines. Mm. So I'm, I'm, I'm not, not, not making a call or anything, but it, it, it is what it is. It is, it is yeah. testing support lines. It looks like you know, it might be a time where people get a bit more interested in of you know coming into the space right now yeah i think when news like this break out it it takes a while for people to absorb uh what's going on so far and i think it only remains to be seen how bitcoin it's going to perform in the in the near future and uh we will be watching this story very closely as well and hopefully we'll see uh, hopefully we'll provide some updates in the coming days now let's turn our attention over to china where we're seeing local authorities announcing that the local government debt is manageable and authorities have enough financial resources to avoid risks from spreading and seeking to allay investors' fears over a possible default. Now, this follows a recent survey which revealed that China's ballooning levels of municipal borrowing was the number one financial risk this year for investors across Asia. So, Ryan, tell us more about China's local debt and how reassuring is this response to investors? Yeah, so this has been one of the issues being flagged um, by market watchers um, when you look at the municipal borrowing, which is on the city level, how much that each city is um, under in terms of pressure. And there's been some suspicion that many local authorities are facing severe fiscal stress because of many reasons. Mm. Some of them because revenue from land sales, a major income source for them, has been down. And as you know, the property sector in, in China has been going through a huge slump. Yeah. So if you have property sales not doing well, your local authorities are not getting as much cash as before. Plus, your other 
reasons that might also put pressure on revenue. Um, for example, taxes, not as high as before. So all these reasons could be problems for liabilities if they had to pay back loans. So all these issues are now starting to come to the fore. Mm. All right, so that's the problem. So what is the seriousness of this problem? So mm. this is where the Chinese government is now come to say everything is okay. Mm-hmm. They have enough financial resources to avoid risks from spreading. So if you believe them, then everything is okay. <laughs> believe. Uh, you trust them, Ryan? I trust them as much as you. Okay. All right. Thanks for throwing that back at me. But yes, I mean, so far they've been trying to ease investors' concern, saying that the local debt is under control and no systemic risk is seen. So I suppose um, this is, is good news for now until we until we we are provided with more information about how they're going to be managing their debt and um, how they're planning to restructure the debt and push you know, local authorities to perhaps maybe even sell assets um, to ensure that defaults can be avoided. avoided. Now let's play a game of up or down. And if you're a regular on the show, you'll be familiar with this game. I'll pick a stock or a topic and you'll guess whether it's going to be an up or a down. Ryan and Sean, are you ready? Okay. All right. First on the list, we've got Foxconn. Uh, I'm going down. So Foxconn's got sales dropping because of smartphones not being snapped up fast enough. Mm. What about you, Sean? I'm going for down. Uh, they are a major iPhone assembler. And I, we talked about how they, Apple looks like they want to go in-house. I don't think they might be the, a major iPhone assembler in the long term. Mm, certainly quite concerning news here. And yes, like uh, what Ryan has mentioned earlier as well, the revenue fell by... 9.5% year-on-year in May due to weakness in smart consumer electronics during the traditional low season. So I'm going to go with a down for Foxconn. Next on the list, we've got the Japanese yen. Sean, what's your take? Japanese yen is weakening again. I will look at this as an opportunity. Mm. So I would, it's an up for me. Okay, yeah. it's an opportunity to up. The yen's been weakening and the market's benefiting from it because theoretically it makes Japanese exports more competitive. Mm-hmm. So that's always been the thinking around um, at least the reaction when it comes to a weaker currency implications for the stock market. So we've seen the Chinese or rather the Japanese markets pushing higher record highs actually um, recently. Yeah. So, yes, I think I'm going to go with an up for this one as well. And it's, in fact, it's also prompting talks of another intervention that's worth billions of dollars by the authorities. So, remains to be seen. We'll watch that very closely. Let's move on to the next on the list. We've got SPL Lifestyle. Ryan, what's your take? Okay, I am going with down. So, these... Um, guys, uh, the guys behind the Gold Heart jewelry chain, and of course, um, Catalyst the Aspire is the uh, name that is trading. Not good news. Mm. It's a data breach affecting close to forty-two thousand e-commerce customers. Mm. So the type of data you might expect, credit card information and passwords, um, would be top of the list of worries. Apparently, um, that has not been. Um, Access or retrieved by hackers. Leaked information included customer names, yeah. addresses, emails, birth dates, and phone numbers. So, at least based to the best of our knowledge, the more sensitive stuff uh, has not been um, hacked here. 
Yeah. Okay. What about you, Sean? No, it's a down for sure. It's it's completely unacceptable. I think mm. to have these sort of things happening. Yeah, in the spotlight for not the good reasons. It's a next. It's the next in line. The company to be affected by data breach and hackers as well. You know they've been they've been uh, they've since taken steps to mitigate any further illegal access, including suspending its e-commerce website, securing its systems and working with cyber security experts and relevant authorities. Not so good news for Godhart here, so I'm going to go with the down yeah. for Espile Lifestyle. I have a third in here as well. Um, Cortina Watch also in the news for the same reasons mm. in the space of 24 hours. Oh boy, everyone's getting hacked today. Well, let's move on next on the list. We've got Digital Call Read. Sean, what's your take? It's a down for me. What's going on here is that they have a... Their second largest tenant has gone bust, mm. and I and it it looks to be completely. So it looks like the revenue from that tenant will be completely eliminated. The tenant is understood to be uh, a Nasdaq listed data center operator called Sectera. Uh, I can't pronounce it. Anyway, it's a strange hard. It'd be hard to pronounce that name. But the point is that when that happens, it's not going to be very good for you, isn't it? And that's going to, of course, going to affect. The uh, the 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 DPU. Yeah. So no, I'm not going to give this one uh, any laugh. It's a down for me. What about you, Ryan? Yeah, same. Nobody um going to be paying rent for that uh, missing hole. So unless they find a tenant to replace it. Uh, apparently, it's sixteen point three million US or something. Oh boy! Oh boy! That's, that's a lot of money. Quite a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. And a reduction 22% of two percent of um the annual rental. I mean, they want to reassure investors that they they got like several lines of defense for this scenario. But come on, it's sixteen point three billion dollars, right? Yeah, a reduction of about two US cents if the annual revenue from second largest tenant were to be completely eliminated. That's a no for me for digital call read. Last on the list, we've got land lease global commercial read. Ryan, what's your take? All right, let's check it out. Land lease global commercial read in the news because they have bagged ten percent of shares in Parkway Parade partnership for ninety point five million dollars. Mm. Um, on that basis, I'm going far. Okay. All right. All right, Sean. What about you? Is it objectively because you live in the <laughs> Parkway Parade? Yeah. So I suppose we can look forward to more activities there they wow. might look to develop it further since they are taking a bigger interest okay uh, it's an up for me as well I actually uh, I mean I, I'm not I'm no expert in Parkway Parade but I actually think that this price is it's a very good price for what they're getting yeah it, it, it's like yeah I, I can't I, I don't know if, if it's called if you consider it cheap but wow mm. this, this is a good price okay certainly some good news for Land Lead Reed Unit holders, they also stand to gain from greater income diversification with an increased exposure into the resilient suburban retail segment. Wonderful. As always, thank you so much, Ryan and Sean, for this comprehensive breakdown of Market View. We'll catch you again tomorrow. Meanwhile, continue to keep it right here with us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.